Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, Immigrant Rooms by Jefferson Navigy. They gave us a talking room. It was a blank room filled only with a man who we'd come to know as Peleg. He sat there and told us to shush. Not so loud, bitches. All you do is talk. But this is the talking room, we'd say. And Peleg would fuss with his lips and then grow rich. We were under no pretensions that our talk wasn't recorded. It had to be but we still talked with gusto. I found myself telling the story over and over again of my grandmother sunbathing on the beach when a seagull shat in her mouth, and I asked her, What's wrong, Grandma? And she looked at me and smiled and said, Nothing, darling. We all loved that. Nothing, darling. They also gave us a breathing room, only for breath. It was full of trees. After all the talking, I gravitated to this room more than any of the others. Maybe because it was the only room without a guard. Maybe because I liked the silent indifference of trees. I asked my breath, what kind of tree? But it never knew. The breathing room reminded me the most of home. Sometimes I waved to the trees. I counted backward. I took the light for walks. Soon they gave us a fucking room. Only for fucking, they said. Nothing else. Go to the other rooms for everything else. There were two guards in the fucking room. We were all leery at first, but then some of us started taking advantage of it. It was athletic, an outlet for some. Others wouldn't go near it, but it introduced a whole other set of problems that they'd have to deal with and I didn't know why they'd want to deal with them, and so I never participated. Soon, the women would disappear for a while, and then come back shrunken. There were enough of us that noticed it. We started talking about it in the talking room. Then they declared, no more talking in groups larger than two. Pelag became too busy, and they brought in two more guards, and they enforced. We wanted to know where the babies went. It all came down to that question. We started asking it to Peleg, and when he wouldn't answer, we asked the other two. They wouldn't answer either, but we kept asking. We chanted it. We sang it. We spit it. Where are the babies? Where are the babies? At first, the fucking room remained popular with the rest of us, But after a while, the chanting got to everybody, and nobody used the fucking room anymore. We boycotted it, and only then did we get a response. The fucking room then became the running room. We were free to use it to get in shape, run some laps on its newly installed track. Cardiovascular health is very important, and all that shit. Did they think we were stupid? that we could be redirected like two-year-olds with the allure of running? 
We all came into the running room, and we all wore our running pants and sneakers, but then we started the chants all over again. Where are the babies? Where are the babies? Then, inexplicably, they dumped the babies on us, a torment torrent of babies, all creations from the fucking room. I had never seen such chaos in my life. The babies were crying and shitting and looking for breasts in a maddened horde. No one knew whose baby was whose. Amidst the rising panic, we came up with a plan. All of us who were willing would take a baby, and that baby would be ours. There was no time to think about it. I picked up a baby. He seemed fine enough, quite cute, quite monstrous. All rules were broken for the babies, and for once it seemed like no one cared. The guards in the individual rooms disappeared. They couldn't stand it, the ruckus and the need, and thus we could go into whatever room we wanted. I took my baby into the breathing room and named him Punch. I didn't know what he would grow up to be, but it didn't take long to hope hard. I cradled him, walked him beneath the trees, and soon enough he began to run with the other children in the running room, and we all forgot about everything for a short time that felt like a long time, but was only a childhood. I knew what would eventually happen. I could feel it growing in my bones with a quick certainty. It happened one morning. They took the babies who'd now grown to adolescence. There was nothing we could do. I said goodbye to Punch and felt a horrible lightness that kept asking, Did I do good enough? Did I do good enough? I knew I couldn't answer the questions, but as Punch left for what would be his life, I felt as though a rib had jumped my chest and was walking away from me for good. Most of us took to the talking room, but not me. I went to the breathing room and found myself alone. I breathed for a long time beneath the trees, and I kept breathing and breathing breath after small breath until I stopped. This has been Immigrant Rooms, written by Jefferson Navicki, and first appearing in Apt. For more information about Manowaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manowaker.com, which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios' director of Dice is Ben Baston. I'm C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at C.B. D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening.